John Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm. How are you, gentlemen, in front of the Mevo? The Mevo's here. So why are you in the centre? Is it what? What's going on? I didn't actually have it planned this oh, way. Oh, of course. <laughs> He's the guy that set the room up. He's the guy that put everything here and you and I on this side. Unbe- John, unironed shirt, walk in here, nothing, and he's got his suit on, he's sat himself in We the now room. have 6,000 people witnessing, Troy, <laughs> this, this guy getting under and just like ruining our business and you're going to take it over. Troy, and claim all our this, revenue. Claim all our revenue. This, this, this is what they talk about: backstabbing in business. You are like this. You're unbelievable. Tell me, I got your back. Don't worry, Johnny. I don't know what happened. You came up with the idea. I ran with it, and so all of a sudden, Troy's running. The okay, so so this uh, is exciting. But you know, like seriously, um, so this is obviously not live. We're filming live, but we're we're streaming it because we kind of want to do a test run before we live stream, which we're intending to do soon, right? Yeah, the next couple of weeks we'll be rolling out with a full live stream. We've just got the the camera. We jumped the queue from the US to get the Mevo camera shipped out via Amazon. So What is it called if people want to know? Mevo. Mevo, M-E-V-O. So people can buy it. There's a bit of a wait. There's a bit of a wait. if, If our listeners are watching it and they want a camera, why would you use the Mevo camera? Um, well, Tom, you've done a lot of research on it as well. For me, it's the it's the live face recognition and multi-camera production that you can do. So you're probably watching, I'm on my um, iPad Pro at the moment, mm. and I can direct between screens. So the camera itself is 4K, which is really high quality, the best quality you can get in Australia at the moment. And I can cut screens to go to you and do a focus shot on John or Tom or all three of us. Together and you can, you can do that by simply touching the iPad... Yep. Or if someone's using an iPhone, touching the iPhone, because that is Bluetooth to that camera. Correct. And the second benefit is you're getting amazing quality out of that camera. Which yes. Very cool. We will see it. And How much? Uh, so the camera itself is about 500 US. There's a few additional things like there's a battery pack. Yeah, it's quite good. And the technology is only getting better, and, and it's tiny. So we'll put a link up as well for that. And, I, and I think to. what we're doing here is what you should do with live stream, and that is practice before you go uh, live. Um, that's the first thing. And the second thing is the use of live streaming, guys. What, what do you think? So you think an auction, live stream. Do you think going to an open for inspection on a Friday before you have the open at the property to invite people and say, we've got a house at Windsor Road, Paddington, on Saturday between 1 to 1.45? I, I don't and think that's look. a live stream so much, Tommy. I think that's more a record because... With the live stream, you've got to remember that it's not going to be convenient for everyone. Yeah. So there are going to be some things I think you'll package up and then put on your Facebook or your website. But there'll be other things you actually want the energy of being live. So hopefully we're better yeah. live than we are recorded. But you know, I'm saying that sometimes it's kind of nice to be there in the moment, but it's got to be, I think, do relevant. You, do, you, do you see your, um, those massive breakfasts that McGrath does every three months? Now that you've got offices that are outside of Sydney, do you see a live stream? Yeah, look, we're, we're looking at, in fact, Troy and I, just an hour before we came here, we we're in a meeting around how we can, because like a lot of groups out there, you know, we're growing um, number of offices, number of people and geographies into new territories. So we want to keep the intimacy of being able to talk to our people, either one-on-one or large wonder groups. So we're looking at a couple of things. We're looking at GoToSeminar and yep. GoToWebinar, which yeah. is a good app and it's not expensive. We're looking at this particular technology, which is a little bit more expensive, a bit better quality. So we're going we're gonna to trial a few things. I like, think like most things, Tom, you, we want to trial some stuff and see how it works. But you know, for anyone listening out there that's got more than one site or perhaps has got multiple sites, GoToWebinar okay. is a good one to look at. 
Alrighty, so um, let's move on to real estate because we know that that's what the main thing our uh, audience was. I was going to say viewers, it's, it's, it's listeners, but going down the track, it could be both. Um, podcast that we're going to talk about today is how to um, have commission detachment. How, how is it that some real estate agents have this incredible ability to have a conversation with a client and not leave the client thinking they want our money? You know, this detachment. I mean, I was listening to the Advanced Selling podcast, those uh, two American guys. I think, John, you put me onto them about two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and they keep talking about this ability of having detachment, not to make the client think that you want to get something out of every interaction that you have with them. Jane, I, I, I reckon there's, there's a couple of things in that time. By the way, I think it's, it's exceptional advice. And even in a negotiation, I remember that the great Herb Cohen, and I don't know if he's still alive, but I met him probably 15, 20 years ago. And he wrote one of the great books on negotiation and he said his best tip to me at the time when I met him in real life was care but not that much. Mm. And I think it's a bit like that, that in, in a funny sort of way, life rewards you almost when you least expect it and you least need it. People that are desperate, be it in a personal situation or a business situation, it kind of repels and people feel that neediness and it worries them. Mm. And even subconsciously, you know, why does this person need my business so much. There's a fine line between being passionate, enthusiastic and eager, which I think are all great things to be, versus desperate, needy, that energy around, I, I have to get this home and I'll oh, come on Tom, I really want, you know, I'll do a much better job and, you know, I really want to sell your business. I think, you know, if you cross the line, you start repelling people. Mm -hmm. And the same in a, in, in a social sense, you know, if someone's single and they meet another person and they're kind of like too desperate to get the relationship kicked off or even, you know, to check it out, that kind of pushes people back. So I think you've got to be a bit cool on these things. So the first thing is, for me, intent. When I go into a listing, and for my entire life, it has not been to feather my own nest, it's been to help the client. Because many years ago, I just saw the distinction. If I, if I help enough people achieve success in their life and whatever they want, um, be it selling their home or, or working in the business, um, I would then probably reap the rewards down the track. So, so I think, so John, that's a that's a that's a that's a useful belief. The belief is that if I help them, everything will work out. Versus someone that has a belief, for me to win, someone must lose. Yeah. So if I was to kind of paraphrase how that feels in my mind, um, and I wouldn't say this necessarily to a client, although I have said some of it. So Tom, I'm really looking forward to working with you. Um, one of my goals in life is to help clients move from point A to point B safely and with confidence and get the best result. Um, I'm here today to tell you how I think you can best do that. And by the way, I'd love to be a part of it if that works for you. Um, if by chance you think there's someone else that can do it, I'll still be delighted giving you some good advice and feel free to take whatever I say today and implement it. Now, I'm not going to say that verbatim, but that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. So I'm here for you. I want to get you and your family moved to the next place. I want to get to understand you. I want it to be a pleasant move and a positive one from a financial standpoint. And if there's someone else you thinks better than me, that's totally cool too. Not in an arrogant way, not in a I'm not interested way, but just like I understand you have the right to choose and I think I have a really nice offering and a value proposition and if it doesn't work for you, that's fine too. So I think it starts with the intent and if you're, Troy, if you're really cool around that, I think kind of people say, you know, I like their confidence mm. and they were relaxed and, and, you know, they were kind of interested and enthusiastic but not desperate. 
The second thing comes down to the reality of your pipeline. Mm. If you have 20 properties that you're uh, pursuing in your pipeline, prospective listings, and you miss one, or if you walk in to present to one, and you know, it's not going so well, or they offer you 1.5% commission, or just something, whatever it is in the negotiation doesn't quite work for you, it's not a really big deal. If you have one property in your pipeline, mm. and no listings on realestate.com as it speaks, so this will be my first listing, you, you, you kind of almost can't help but you know, send that neediness message because you are desperate in a sense. Well, one of your intents is that you've got to start paying your rent and your mortgage, isn't correct, it? Correct, correct. So I, I think um, you are much less likely to be needy if you're actually not needy, you know? If you've got a million dollars in the bank and 20 listings and you've paid off your mortgage and you, I walk in, we have a great conversation. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, it's no problem. I've got another meeting at five. So let's just talk it through. Is it going to work for you or not? Just the caveat is you can't be arrogant. If you tread over that line, step mm. over the line from, yeah, look, Tom, I'd love to handle your business, but I totally respect that if it doesn't work for you, that's fine too. I'm here to help. If, if you kind of go to that arrogant point, you are going to repel people. So don't be too needy, certainly don't be arrogant. There's a nice so, place so, in the So John, I love adding value to, to the listeners. If you're able to say, what's an indicator, a sign of arrogance? What's an indicator, a sign of confidence, you know? It's a good question, because confidence is, is really important. Uh, if you're a shy salesman, or a salesman that's lacking in confidence, you're actually, you're not gonna win much business. So it's, it's important to be confident, and that's a belief. That's a, that's a deep-seated belief in you and your ability and the value you add. Mm-hmm. So I think confidence, in a sense, starts way before the meeting. It starts with the conversation you have with yourself, Troy, every single day, every month, and it depends on who you hang out with, what you read, what you listen to, all these sort of things, because they should be imparting in you a, a deep-seated sense of confidence. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important. Arrogance is where ego starts getting in the way. Yeah, look, I'm, Tom, here's a reality. I'm the market leader. I'm the best agent in the area. I sold six of the last seven top prices. So seriously, like, it's up to you. But if you want to use me, good. If not, there's no drama. That's mm. kind of how arrogance feels. And I think yeah. our listeners and our, our audience today will probably very quickly see the difference. And, and just don't tread too close to that. You, know, you, you, you can be as confident as you want to be, but in a, in a relaxed sense, I think, it's really important. Okay. So Hopefully that helps. I, I think it does, and I think I'll summarise. One of the things that you're saying is your intention. Do you honestly want to help the client, but then you've gone off and you've added another part to it, and you're saying is that's going to be a lot, lot easier in life if you've got a pipeline of people that it's not life-threatening. Nothing's not life-threatening, yeah. by the way, but it's not the end of the world mm-hmm. if you miss out on that business. Yeah, yeah. Care, but not that much Okay, um, would be it. So, look, hopefully that's useful. Um, and we all know those people, unfortunately, we've come across them in our lifetime, mm-hmm. that you kind of get that ego-driven person and you put yourself in that situation of a, of a potential client what are they thinking? Like you, you, we get thoughts about, you know, oh, that's just so slick Rick, or it's kind of not the way that people should be holding themselves, almost cringing when you're standing next to them or hear them. Put yourself in the, the position of the potential client and realise that that's probably what they're facing 
around that desperation or around that care but not too much. So it's a good point, Troy. What energy do you want when you're a customer? Because yeah. as agents, we're customers as well as, yeah. as sellers of our services. And when you meet someone, what do you want from them? You, you want them to be calm to a degree but enthusiastic as well. You want them to be confident in their ability but not arrogant. You want them to be listening and interested in you more than they're listening and interested in themselves. So I think just write down what are the things that you want when you mm. go to choose a service mm. and then, then put down the things that you think you're representing out there. And it, it's a good point, Troy, really work out how do you like to be sold. It's, look, I'll just... Uh, I'll just tell you a quick one. Sorry, Tom, yeah. before we finish. We've got five minutes? No, uh, we've got two minutes. Couple, yeah, two minutes. Yep. So I had a guy came yesterday and he gave me a bit of a private lesson on um, the iPad because I think, you know, this technology is... Is the so future. You, can get co- you can get a coaching session. Yeah, just through uh, Apple. As you just said that, I just destroyed everything. Apologies, Oh, sorry, guys. everyone. Sorry, everyone. We just, our heads went this big. So, uh, so I just so he had... Came, he came to you? I had Tempe ring up uh, Apple and, and we said we'd like to have a, you know, a couple of hour private session on, on tips and tricks on using the iPad better. And, and he came to my place and we sat down. So a couple of things he did, which I, I, I took these notes because it's so important. First thing he said to her is, would you mind if I arrive 15 minutes earlier because I want to be set up and ready to go before the meeting starts so I don't waste any of John's time. I thought, wow. And she put that, she put that um, he will arrive, Rich will arrive 15 minutes earlier as he wants to be set up and ready to go. So I thought, already I'm thinking this guy is a class act. Yeah. And he arrived 15 minutes earlier and he got set up. So I thought, little things, so just remind me as an agent, what are you doing before the meeting? Remember we talk about 30, 40, 30? Yeah. So as a part of your 30, what are you doing to set it up yeah. so the 40 has got more power? And then he got there and he said, John, do you mind if I take some notes? Because it's really important for me to get to know you and get to know what you currently know about the iPad and what you don't. So is it okay with you to take some notes? So it's kind of a basic thing, but he asked me if he can take notes. And then he just started asking me for the next 15, 20 minutes questions. So, you know, what are the apps you use? What are the things you use the iPad for? What do you not use it that you'd like to use it for? Just qualifying the questions that we talk about every week on this podcast. And I was just, because I was thinking, I was learning about the iPad on one hand, but I was also thinking about me and us and our industry and our agents about what are the things that you can do. And I just thought, simple little things. And then he took the notes down. into he, He took them direct to his iPad, which is probably obvious when you think about what he does. But And I thought, well, that's really cool gets there early, sets it up. I'm thinking I'm dealing with a professional. We start on time. He asks me if he can ask some questions. Then he asks me probably 15, 20 minutes of questions. And I'm thinking, this is a great lesson. Yeah. So uh, We're finishing off on that. That, that. That's a perfect listing presentation. Great listing presentation. That's a perfect listing presentation. Great done presentation. There. Really John, good. Uh, finally, can I ask you, was it a useful um, half hour, an hour with that, that person? Yeah, I, I actually spent two. Right. Um, but look, it was very useful, but you've got to be committed to technology, I, I just, I, I mentioned it recently, I went to a seminar and I just realised I was a dinosaur despite thinking I was okay in technology um, and I had to get more committed to it. So this is part of my committal because I thought, well, I can do this and I, I started getting more involved and I downloaded some more apps and I've been using them. But at the end of the day, um, I needed some some expert Masterclass. I'm shocked that I'm hearing this. The last, uh, the last time John gave me a lecture was about uh, six years ago. I rocked up at a presentation. You plugged in my USB stick and you gave me a, a half half hour lecture on the font that I was using. Was do you remember? 
And I, I just do. remember sitting there. I think you, you, you're, a, you're a Sue Ellen might have been yeah, your yeah. assistant there. She I made her first sale the other day, Sue yeah. Ellen. She's now in sales. She's at Noosa. on the Sunshine Coast, isn't she? I'm going to show you a, yeah. a ten year photo. You've got to put it on your website. It's a photo of Sue Ellen after her first sale, jumping for joy. You, you saw it, didn't you? Yep. I sent it around to our team at the signboard because yeah, she's progressed from sales agent to brilliant mum to brilliant agent at Noosa now. So she's well, up John, I saw her at Eric. She looked fantastic, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, alrighty. Um, so we're, we're going to do this again for the next podcast, right? Uh, we're going to trial it in the next couple of weeks and then we're going to do a live one so everyone will know when we are going live because we'll send out a few alerts so they can write in messages and questions and we'll do it all the management from here. Troy Malcolm, when you were in safe hands when you got your board. <laughs> Let's wait we see the editing first. We may not even be on it, Tom, perhaps. <laughs> Alrighty, thanks guys. You Thank you to realestate.com.au as well, our sponsor.